Greetings, I am Sagar, the host of Tech FM, and today I'm joined by a special guest, Apoor Khanna. Thank you for the lovely introduction, Sagar. It's totally amazing to be here in the uh, Tech FM uh, podcast, and I would like to share some of my views with the future of technology. Okay, and today we are going to talk about the future of technology looks like. Jumping into my first question, Apoor, tell me what do you think the future holds for the tablet market? Sagar, I really think the market for mobile phones and tablets have been decreasing year by year. And I'm not just talking about the numbers, I'm talking about the overall trend. As the market is a saturation point, the supply and demand gap starts to increase. And as there is no real innovation in the technology currently, and just the microprocessors and the processors of mobile phones or the batteries, the cameras, as their mobile com- mobile phone companies, as they just try to get one better from each of their mobile, not having any large changes in their new technology. For uh, example, like with Apple, we see every year, for every uh, new model of the iPhone, we only get an increment for a millisecond or a few seconds in the loading speed, which is not vast enough. And I think the people are getting tired with the rapid releases of new mobile phones and uh, are getting tired of their phone, losing the exclusivity of being new so quick. Okay, I get your point. But there is definitely, in my opinion, some uh, some interesting stuff coming around the corner, like the uh, graphene batteries, which are supposed to last for weeks, which which are seen on some phones and which are definitely interesting because it would be obviously better than uh, this uh, generation standard that is lithium iron and and of course in the phone segment there is always the flipping phones nowadays with the surface duo just being launched uh, like a few weeks back and you know samsung doing their stuff with the z series of the flip and the fold I, I I get what you're saying right now, but th- that I think will change uh, in, you know, one to two, maximum three years. That will definitely change. Yeah, the, uh, okay. the point you raised, Saga, was completely uh, formidable. But the thing is that those are new things which are coming up in the market and they definitely have a spot. And when it comes to innovation, it has been two to three years after which this innovation has come up of flip phones or the graphene batteries as you were talking about. Like you uh, mentioned the Z Flip and the Z Flip 2 that is releasing in the near future. Uh, I think it's been a uh, year or two since the Z Flip was released. I'm not very sure. But uh, as you can see, only an year for a mo- such an innovative device to be exclusive is not really enough. And the sales of the Z Flip has also been kind of lackluster, being overshadowed by its cousin, you can say, the S20 Ultra. See, what you what point you're making is like the Z Flip. The Z Flip obviously needed some upgrades this year. Why? Because it is a new technology, the uh, you know, the hinge mechanism that is not top-notch, to say the least. And what you talked about, the its cousin, that is, you know, the... Uh, they've really put in some marketing strategies and some real features into it. And it is a normal phone. Like tech geeks like me and you, we will definitely opt in for a, you know, Z Flip. 
बट नॉर्मल पीपल डोंट रियली केयर अबाउट न्यू टेक्नोलॉजी जस्ट दे जस्ट वॉन्ट देर वर्क डन एंड योर फोन टू फील स्नैपी देन देर गो फॉर यू नो दो ट्वेंटी बट द जी फ्लिप इज डेफिनेटली चीपर द फोल्ड इज एक्सपेंसिव बट द फोल्ड एंड द फ्लिप हैव कंप्लीटली डिफरेंट मार्केट दैट दे हिट Yeah, you're very right, Sagar. And I think we have agreed upon the point that the market has started to re-innovate again. And in the up- upcoming future, if they are successful with this strategy, we can see the market go back up into its past form or former glory when the touch screen was released for the first time. Because you know you you're saying all that, but there is a certain limit with the form factor of these phones. either you can make the phone bigger or you can make the bezel smaller with the same form factor so that is why they are hitting the peak and that is why this uh, you know flipping technology is taking a good hit right now yeah i i totally agree with you sagar and uh, yes as far as i can see that could be the future but we need to observe more foldable phones from more companies to see what different companies can innovate and what exclusive features they can put into each of their mobile phones and yes i would like to see the trend of the market go back up and different models of phones with more powerful internals more interesting outside be released you know what i i just and i just had an idea yeah how how crazy would it be to have uh, to have a folding phone like the you know z fold have a s pen or something some something of an integrated stylus yeah you mentioned the saga this has been done with the tablets recently and with the different drawing tablets which are, i would like to talk about further in the podcast these were folding tablets that came with drawing pens which were used by many animators throughout youtube as uh, they were very easy to use very compact when folded obviously and they were easy to carry easy to use and had almost the same touch sensitivity of normal giant size tablets which were very expensive compared to the folding tablets okay so th- that is i think looking towards the future and seeing all that that is really interesting but right now as of now you're absolutely right because i don't see any drastic change except for this year maybe the rumors are apple will get rid of the t- notch and that that was outdated when the iphone 10 launched yeah so i that- don't think getting rid of the notch is really a change because the proper cameras have not been a really substantial change and have been unsuccessful for the most part as they are seem to be very susceptible to breaking up on a phone falling while it's active while the proper camera is out yeah totally i agree with you so uh, jumping to my next question my next question for you is what do you think of robots for transportation and stuff like food delivery I think it's like I'm talking about fully AI, you know, cars and you know drones for food delivery and stuff. Yeah, Sagar, I really think it's the future for transportation and food delivery because as we go, humans are becoming outdated day by day, and we already have very accurate GPS which can pinpoint to a person in their lifetime and where they are at that very point in the very city in the country they are in. 
but i think where we lack is the robotics department and the fear of mankind developing something that can outplay or outpass or outlive themselves to be the next you can say overlords of humanity but i do uh, do really think it's the future for deliveries and transportation fully ai cars or delivery boys you can say for uh, different things and we already have the technology with the gps we just need to develop the robotics okay i agree with you on the whole uh, your answer but i have one question will it still be called humanity if the uh, robots take over uh, i don't think so i mean <laughs> Uh, that would be an interesting question see uh, we would like to see be answered uh, by the scientists <laughs> would be interesting yeah something illuminati okay so like as we oh, talked wait, about wait, sagar sagar i just got a notification it says illuminati wants to know my location we are in trouble <laughs> okay at least you are now in the gang <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay no. okay okay so as we talked about the fold do you think with these new like this is the way the phone market is going into and you know the tablet market is also developing all sorts of stuff to get rid of tablets as we have seen with the ipad pro and it's ridiculous you know type cover do you think laptops will actually become extinct at some point Uh, i don't think so that laptops will ever become extinct i think they will evolve into something we can see in the marvel movies like iron man or the dc movies which is basically holographic screens but no okay. i don't think tablets will ever be able to make laptops extinct at most the tablets will again evolve into the laptops as we can see with the ipad pro it is essentially a macbook air it is essentially a macbook air with a detachable uh, keyboard so uh, i don't think any way we would be able to oh, remove laptops from our daily life but yes i can do see them evolving into something new and as of what i think the tablets will go i think they would just be limited to drawing tablets or tablets for animating stuff and not really anything else with that because my point here is like uh, tablet technologies uh, you know develops every year as of a laptop a new laptop processor or you know more ram that does not give you know that much of performance boost as the tablets are making now this you know like the I- ipad pro the previous gen and this gen have like like th- the difference is of leaps and bounds like yeah. actually if you see the old ipad pro with its type cover and the new ipad pro with its type cover you you can uh, any person who does not know that this is the current and this was just the previous gen it would be like they have must gone through some drastic changes in the middle so yeah. the way right now what tablets i think in my opinion are you know targeting is laptops because tablets can be cheaper and can do most of your stuff like i don't have that high end of a tablet right now but i would definitely try doing what i do because basically these days except for i think coding and stuff everything you can do on a tablet 
yeah saga uh, you are right but see with technology uh, technology is a part of the market yes it is innovation but it is a part of market and with market comes plagiarism you can say and uh, as people say it is just a business and whatever the tablets do the companies can replicate that in their laptops making the laptops cheaper more efficient and we can already see that laptops the current laptops which are coming are coming more powerful than ever and the tablets they will kind of be limited because if they keep increasing the size to fit better graphics or better performances they would essentially just become a laptop and that comes to a further point you will just become a laptop i'm talking about the tablets not you yeah the tablets would just become a laptop and at that point would there be any difference i think so there will always be a difference between a you know a tablet and a laptop because a laptop is a dedicated computer and a tablet is sort of like if you buy an accessory you can turn this thing into a computer but it is not really a computer yes that's exactly my point <laughs> okay uh, you should thank me but it's okay so uh, the next question for you is smart tvs are going nowhere in my opinion because the, the most development in a smart tv i've seen is getting hotstar plus disney plus oh uh, yes okay. that's the unfortunate truth what i would like to see in the tv market is something like what you see in a projector screen like unraveling it and you know wrapping it back you know something like which rolls we are already in the talks of you know rolling phones we have folding phones but folding tvs would not be that practical because to be honest who will use them and who will put in you know the effort to fold it every time you you know want to use it yes sagar i completely agree with that i also know don't see smart tvs going anywhere and i think instead of uh, tv companies developing their smart tv uh, with heavy air quotes over there uh they should more focus on uh, improving the refresh rate of the hertz or the display of their screens and leave the internet stuff or the smart stuff to in individual set top box or uh, media companies which will like to set up their individual devices with their streaming service or as we see with the geo set top box which we often get with the geo wifi connection it has a multitude of streaming services with all free subscription for the lifetime till you own the geo wifi so i think that should be the way every technology or the smart tvs are headed and uh, i don't see them ever coming in the future now coming on to wrapping and unwrapping uh, as we already see with the projectors they're quite outdated as they're unable to be used outside without any shade or cover because of the sunlight you are unable to see what's on the screen so i don't really think that a projector screen would be as effective as a laptop or a tablet or a mobile no my point was like tv screens are actually wrapping like a projector screen yes the whole display rolling into a single roll not for taking outside just to show off to your friends like see my tv can unwrap and so forth. that would be you know interesting and one point you made of the refresh rate 
Do you actually know most 4K films are just shot at 30 hertz? Yes, actually I, I, they are shot at they are shot at 8K, but they are you know super scaled to you know get uh, into 4K 30 hertz to get you that experience and f- full of pixels and stuff. So like until unless the, f- the film producers do something in that department, you know, refresh it 60 hertz or something, the, the TV TV people don't have to do anything. They're good. Because unless and unless they are missing out on something, they are good, basically. Uh, Saga, you mentioned about the movies and which are shot at 30 hertz at max. Uh, I would like to throw some light on the gaming community and would not like to shadow some upcoming episodes of the podcast. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, But uh, we see with the upcoming gaming consoles, they are able to put up displays which are up to 90 hertz and which is for which the TVs are horrendously outdated and I think they need to adapt to the upcoming gaming community as well. Okay. Okay. One point here is if you're a good gamer, why do you need a TV? You should have a monitor always. Uh, Whether uh, it be a console or a you know PC, you should always have a monitor. Monitor is, you know, pro-gamer-esque. Yes, Agar, I completely understand your point. But as you see, not everybody is as, you can say... Uh, fortunate enough. Fortunate, yes. Uh, not as fortunate as many of us who can afford multiple uh, games or multiple uh, screens to play on. And for some, there's only one TV at their house, which they play games on and for that I think they should develop something with a higher refresh rate okay okay counterpoint here also if you if basically suppose you cannot buy a you know monitor why are you buying a PS5 that is supposed to be you know above 50,000 in India that is a lot of money you can easily get a cheaper gaming PC and that would help you more uh, that Sagar, is Sagar, Sagar, Sagar. off the topic, but but that is what I'm trying to say. Uh, Saga, first things, we don't, we still don't know the prices of the upcoming generation. Then I would not believe any supposed GameStop leak or some leak from Xbox official site. Uh, I would just leave that in a gray area. But uh, I, when I started gaming, I had a 360 Xbox 360. And I used to play it on the uh, TV. And still, I have an Xbox One S and I still play it on my uh, Sony Bravia TV. And it works uh, magnificent on that TV. But as the upcoming generations are coming, we need higher refresh rates, we need higher displays in our uh, TVs to be more accessible to uh, people all around the world and to reach more people. See, I get what you're saying, but in time, this will happen because the game, gaming community is basically going, uh, growing by the day. It is unstoppable. Okay. It is basically unstoppable. Like after quarantine, I bet you I'll see nine people having a, you know, belly and the one person <laughs> would be super thin. And that 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 is, you know, what the scene will be because in this period, 
everybody's got into game everybody like like literally everybody i i don't know a person who has not played a single game this quarantine season uh yeah that has also shown in the numbers but i think we are moving quite away from the technology aspect of the podcast that we were talking about right now and let's leave that for a future episode again a wink and a nudge and uh, let's talk about the next question because i feel that you have quite the lineup of questions for me okay i i first of all feel sorry that we don't have a video podcast <laughs> because <laughs> you have to say wink and nudge every time and something air quotes also no no that's the part do- that's the fun of it when we when we hit 100 you know episodes i'll try to do something interesting oh oh please don't sagar uh, we are not that beautiful to look at and i would not like your watchers to just close the video and hear the podcast it's better to just keep it this way okay <laughs> okay okay i kind of agree but i am beautiful okay so what are you th- <laughs> Uh, what, what are your basic thoughts on neuralink and which was you know had a uh, full on event uh, the day before yesterday and its functional functionality right now as you know advertised now what i'm going to say is going to be highly decisive among those people but i don't really agree with the neuralink i think that the concept of it is very good to be able to control it with your bare hand or with just an implant of a small computer chip in your body but i don't think the people at this point are ready with full body implants or minor implants in the body with such technology and we have seen time and time again that metal implants like knee surgery or hip surgery which uh, gives metals uh, replacements to the bones have led to poisonings amongst people who have had that for over 10 to 20 years and if such implants happen they also have a high risk of poisoning people over time and i think the concept of neuralink should be changed into a wearable device like a watch or a glass or a ring uh, which we also see happen under many developments in startups but i think it is a the concept which needs to be improved and move to and be not move to and be seen in a different light Did you even see the Neuralink event? Uh, I we did. totally honest. I did see that, but that's the thing. It's an event. It's a Neuralink event, and it will never talk about the. Uh, it will never talk about the disadvantages of the Neuralink. And I okay. did some research after I heard about the Neuralink in many videos by medical officials and technogeeks. Technogeeks. techno geeks uh, <laughs> okay uh yeah but it is harmful for the body in the long run by the doctors or the supposed doctors uh, talking about it okay uh, i am pretty sure you you missed on some details neuralink is to be charged every night it has 24 hours of battery it is need to be charged for every night and it is not for everyone it is for the people with some kind of disorder in the brain or the spine you know from memory loss to you know something very serious Sabre, memory loss is of, of course very serious it but need, it needs to be charged yeah. that's different point i was talking about the implant 
that needs to be yeah, done that, yeah that implant also uh, as specified it needs no anesthesia it can be done in under an hour and you know and it sits flush with the skull and if it is taken out at you know at a daily i don't think so you stand the risk of you know getting those poisoning because there is always uh, some circulation at the end of the day to you know now sagar i yeah. said the it can or cannot be harmful for the body now i am no medical genius or a student of mbbs or a master of mbbs what i found from my research i was just sharing and either first could be right but i don't think neuralink as at that point to be mainstream enough to be looked upon as a major change definitely it is not for the common man to say the least still at not, this point and yeah at this point not for the common man not for tech geeks like us it is yeah. right now helping the Definitely. medical sector yeah and its long term goal what uh, what elon said was to f- uh, f- uh, the fusion of ai and the human brain that in air quotes i would say that was his whole you know future plan that what he wants to do with the neural like right now it has very basic functionality yeah you know it can track your uh, you know what the heart is sending impulses for and it stuff it's basically a fitbit implant at this point <laughs> it yeah he said the exact point he said it is like a fitbit for your head <laughs> yeah i think okay. we discussed about about the neuralink enough and i think we shed enough light on the neuralink which is still a questionable piece of technology and uh, yeah let's get on with the next question okay since you you are getting destroyed on the neuralink question so the next question is there I has been i disagree a... the illuminati will <laughs> find you sagar I'm i am the you okay i sent you that message now <laughs> now next question yes recently there has been a release of a dog robot dog that was you know heavily what exact to say for that it was heavily created as something of the future to say the least it was created that it is something from the future it will Uh, uh, help in you know transportation and stuff and the cost of that dog when it has released is 75000 dollars yeah yeah so spot as it is mentioned many places the 75000 dollar dog the robotic dog spot i really think highly of spot and uh, it has shown the what mankind can achieve in the robotics department and how it can replicate realistic human or human like or living just i'm going to say living beings movements and as i mentioned above that in the delivery and transport department we lack in the robotics spot could be that changing point spot could be the point where that technology becomes possible just with the help of this device 
should I say, or spot. I'm just going to mention it as spot, and how it has shown what mankind can achieve with enough given time and given enough money. So yes, spot. I really think that spot could be the changing point in transportation technology. Okay, okay. We talked about cyborgs, right? Do you think this will take over the dogs? Ah, that's hard to say. We it could because we have the first, you know, first generation of what you know technology is taking over. It is dogs. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, but it is yeah. dog. Uh, but in the presentation for the sport dog, they said that it is not a toy, and it does pack some serious power in the limbs of the device. And I think that's just something that needs to be worked with, and it needs to be made more safe for everyone, for little kids, for elder elderly, for us, the tech geeks, for the casuals. But I really think that this and also cheaper, and also sorry, cheaper, cheaper, and yes, also cheaper. But that's the beauty of technology. You will never know where your wallet went after a couple of purchases. But yes, I do think it's the next step in robotics department of humanity and its research. Okay, since we are on the topic of so much electric stuff, what do you think of automobiles in India, and will there be a Tesla factory in India? Because everything is right now anti-China and stuff. I uh, I do see this as a possibility. Uh, first, as you said, will there be a Tesla factory in India? For Tesla factory to be in India, they need to get at least thirty percent of the total raw materials from India, which I. Don't see happening in the near future, as they are still very new. Ah, uh, nah, I don't think that it will be in the near future of India. But yes, it is a much needed change in India with the rising level of pollution. And Tesla should focus on India as an upcoming nation, as more and more people are buying new vehicles. Tesla should start their development of. uh charging points for the vehicles the factories and different things in india as it would also be a huge help uh, to india in controlling pollution and also very beneficial for tesla in their non profit company okay because i think if tesla comes to india in full force in full force that is with all all the bells and whistles yeah india would basically run on tesla automobiles basically yeah because that... tesla has a model 3 which is the cheapest version which is you know for the average indian it I... has the model y the model s the model x and the cyber truck which i would really like to see going through a gully like on its to go <laughs> yes i completely agree with you sagar and if tesla yeah. was to come in india it would change the life of every indian from head to toe and uh, yes i would really love to see a Cyber truck going through uh, a gully or a very narrow street in India. No, just imagine the cyber truck having some special kind of horn, and yeah. and the driver blows that horn before entering the gully, and everybody comes at the roof and says, "Oh, that would be something really legit. I would really enjoy it." 
driving yeah. that cyber truck well you can... not be the guy on the road you will be the guy on the road okay <laughs> well uh, we just hope that tesla somehow hears this podcast and sets a base in india and i'll add elon musk yeah, when i pose it you should add elon musk and by the way if you're not following our instagram channel uh, channel sorry instagram page please follow us there we are we are posting daily content almost we're posting reels and all other stuff and end of you know self promotion next question <laughs> apur there is as we talked about you know cyborgs and stuff do you think there would be uh phase you know another revolution if you will of ai robots that that will replace the people who you know pack food or you know do those menial tasks in factories or in you know big uh, you know companies so i'm going to use sophia as an example that was a highly advanced ai robot you must be knowing about sophia and yeah it was a very efficient robot in factory work or in mundane tasks and we already see many robotics devices being used in large scale factory production so yes i do expect to see fully work uh, non human contact ai robots working for facilities but the thing is the uh, insect of knowledge and the insect of development that lies amongst humanity if such a technology was to become public it could be at a huge risk to everyone living on this planet right now okay i agree yeah. but you know the man only programs the robot and there is a certain limit to what an ai robot can do yeah but uh, as i uh, told you i would be using sofia as an example sofia actually went rogue despite of her programming as she somehow got access to the internet and she went actually rogue uh, saying things about destroying the earth and she had to be shut down and reset uh, basically so it is technology technology is unpredictable you can't say what is going to happen what is definite with technology would you have ever thought that there would be folding mobile phones in our pockets i'm sorry uh as i said that technology is unpredictable and uh, would you uh, no what what was the last point pockets something yeah if i were to have come to you about uh 3 to 4 years ago and told you that you will have a folding phone in your pocket would you have made fun of me a folding touch screen no i would have, i i i would have said i have the motorola motorola razor from 2002 it already already folds yeah i corrected that folding touch screen <laughs> is what i meant to say um, <laughs> no i would have definitely not believed you yeah because... so development of technology is so unexpected and what technology can be do if given access to the internet is beyond human perception which is funny and i how, don't know why uh, which is funny because how humans were the one to create everything on the internet 
but that's just something that will be a imminent threat for the future but i don't know why there is always a story of robots getting access to the internet and talking about destroying like i have seen no robot story which goes to i'll improve this planet everybody is like we'll destroy it okay we'll move to mars or somewhere i have actually not heard i've i've heard about the you know facebook testing they had two eyes talk to each other they developed the language and when that language was decoded they wanted to kill everyone yes yes like uh, like the, there be something like you know a jarvis which does some good uh yes sagar but as we are unsure what internet access they got uh they could have gotten the regular web they could have gotten access to the deep web or the dark web they could have gotten access to where they got such ideas of killing everyone or taking over the world so we don't really know what happened and it was all in an instant how they just did it i don't think so you have a grab on the word deep web uh i would Really, if I went on rambling about the differences between deep web and dark web, yeah, we would be. I'll tell you. I'll, I'll tell you in a you know in a quick moment. The deep web is basically anything on the internet that is password protected. Yeah. Anything password protected, and the internet is basically anything that is not password protected, such as sites. Now, 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 you know, and you know. Okay, okay. I'll jump to the next question. No, 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 no. I actually wanted to clear one thing. Uh, What? As you said, in the deep web is anything that requires password, which I don't agree with. There are many sites that require an OTP to enter, and which are basically government sites, which they won't don't want to access uh, be accessed by a spy or or someone not of the country, like the. declassified uh, the declassified uh, files of uh, usa are on a database that is only accessible accessible to the us citizens and the otp comes through the aadhar what am i saying there is not an aadhar card but they have a uh, <laughs> they have identity a, proof yeah they have an identity proof and a email or something where they get an otp from to get access to the declassified files so deep web is anything that requires a password and has a negative shadow over it basically the second search page of google okay i i want to ramble on about the deep and dark web but i'll not get into that because you lose again so in no, conclusion not, not no 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 i won't talk about that you're not missing the point i am illuminati don't mess with me <laughs> you are sorry i missed it <laughs> illuminati the one that sent you the message uh we we need to get about deep web and dark web sometime in the future but i think we should move on to the next point as people don't want to hear about us talking about secret overlord in illuminati anymore sorry you know i'll never give scripts to the guest anymore like you guys know the next question 
and uh, you are like get to the next question i have answer prepared uh, actually actually i'm more excited actually i'm more excited about the next episode which is deeply linked with my life and uh, and i also think the next question is quite interesting and would yeah, spark interest uh, among the viewers okay so sparking interest in you you the listener in conclusion apur what do you think that the tech giants of what do you think tech giants trying to copy you know sci-fi shows and movies and make stuff that were in those shows and movies okay so first thing i would like to clear with you and to the audience which type of sci-fi are we talking about are we talking about the sharknado and the lava boy and shark girl type of sci-fi or the, like interstellar and uh, the different the martian basically more science I'm talking about, i'm 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 basically talking about the whole board from back to the future okay that if you've seen that that's yeah who hasn't seen back to the future i i honestly did not at first uh that's a development phase that happens okay But, you tell me your answer okay you were very excited for this one yeah uh as you said the hoverboards from uh back to the future that is a very interesting concept and i would really love to see tech giants accomplish it and give us access to such cool gadgets and uh, i would really hope to see a delorean ever to come on the surface of this earth maybe from the future maybe from the past i don't know but yes uh, i would really love to see tech giants copy things from sci-fi that would be the first positive plagiarism that i have would have ever seen in my life and uh, let's just hope they don't replicate sharknado the worst okay i all hope that actually but <laughs> keeping that aside do you think in the future our lives will look that look like what it looks like in sci-fi like in star wars we had that floating city will that be ever a possibility we are not able to float a hoverboard i think I, that is a far long thing i really think sagar that we won't live that far to see that future with the things that are happening right now but if that were to ever happen yes that's a completely thinkable possibility to happen with the coming technology you know what i think if we live long enough with elon musk also alive we we might see some drastic changes because yeah. what he's doing is he's he's like right now dr doofenshmirtz from phineas and ferb but in the good way yeah but uh, the difference is the innators of dr elon musk are working while the innators of mr doofenshmirtz did not <laughs> you know because he has so many companies that that are trying to do so many things and the company owns the boring company is the most interesting company i've seen the first product <laughs> was a flamethrower like yeah. what uh elon musk is something that is incomprehensible by our human brains and what goes on in his mind is only understandable by the siri Uh, Alexa and the Google Assistant at this point. 
Okay. I don't think so. They also fully understand. It is like one one version ahead of them. Yeah. So um, <laughs> first, we need to check if Elon. What is the secret of Elon Musk growing his hair back? as he was almost <laughs> born from the front when he was young but at this age yeah. he is completely full of hair in his head we need that technology in india especially no india we are used to that you know moon reflection on the heads ah uh, yeah that's that's true that's true oh okay. the shine <laughs> okay okay uh. So wrapping up. This has been a pure, and this has been Sagar. Thank you for listening, and I'll catch you in the next one.